0: And just like that, we are back for a historic episode, episode 94 of the Money Gang
1: Podcast. I was born in 94, so it's epic. Eh.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, we got a lot of topics we're going to talk about on this episode. Wait, I wait, hold I on, expect.
1: hold on, hold on. You ain't even introduced me. Like, what's up with it?
0: Bro. You, you are a regular now. You got intro, to start introducing yourself. Right? You can't wait for my cue no more. You got to jump in there and do it yourself.
1: Still, I'm used to you leading the nah,
0: way. Nah, you more comfortable than the nervous stage. You can do it yourself now.
1: Oh, my God. Money Gang, Pie Fam. y'all already know who it is. It's your girl Simone on the ones and twos.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, so this episode, it's going to be called the Brady episode part two now. If you listen to the Brady episode, the first one, you'll know why I'm expanding on this episode. So, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, with Small, we're going to talk about the verses. We're going to talk about a year later since, you know, the Kobe and Gigi accident. Um, the greatness of Brady, of course. This smart my Super Bowl pick and how the Lakers are doing good on away and home games. So let's go ahead and get into this, man. I'm going to start with the Super Bowl. Now, as everybody knows, championship weekend was Sunday. Well, championship games was Sunday. And everybody see how it panned out. Now, I went one for one, okay? Now, if you heard me on, you know, Dub Talk Pod, which came out today, then you heard me give my picks, which was we 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 recorded on Sunday, so you know that was right before the games had kicked off. So I said, you know, Tampa Bay would win. They did. I said Buffalo would win. They didn't. So okay, I split it. I split it down the middle. So um, everybody knows it's Tampa Bay versus you know Kansas City, Brady versus Mahomes. The old goat versus the the baby goat, so to speak. Yoda versus little Yoda. You know, where everybody's going out with these memes and all that. So everybody wants to know, like, you know, my home's going to put it out for the second year or Brady going to, you know, take it one more level in his historic, you know, resume that we call a career. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say like this. It's not easy. You feel me? It won't be easy. And whoever wins this, you know, it's gonna be hard fought, regardless of that. But I think Psycho Tom has, you know, <laughs> he still got something to prove. And like I was telling Doug, man, I don't, I don't see no, I don't. Tom Brady always said like he's not gonna play when he's old to the point where he sucks. Well, like I said, but I don't see where he's gonna suck at. I mean, he's been in this league. You know, everybody knows his story. He was literally the last pick in the NFL draft, and he made something out of his career from a bench player to a backup to one of the most story front, one of the most story QBs of all time. If you think about it, so I'm gonna say, even though Mahomes won the Super Bowl last year, you know, with uh, Travis Kelsey and the boys, I would say Brady has a bigger chip on his shoulder, and now I say why. Well, because he just came from, you know, the organization that he he put his blood, sweat, and tears in for all this long, which is New England, the New England Patriots, from a, you know, a Hall of Fame coach and Bill Belichick. And all the talk was these last few years, everybody knew it was tension between Brady and Belichick, but everybody didn't know who was going to get the boot first or who was going to leave first, and it was Brady. And you saw that empire go crashing down that we, call, that we know as the Patriots. Because people always said, oh, it's Brady, you know. It's Belichick, you know. He doing the plays and all this. And Without uh, Belichick, Brady wouldn't be so good in that, you know, system. It's the system that makes Brady and all that. Well, it turns out it wasn't the system. And it turns out it wasn't even the coach. It was the greatness of Tom Brady uh, willing the Patriots all of these years. Now, look at the Patriots season, you know, Cam Newton. They missed the playoffs for the first time since, what, um, early two thousand something like that. And Tom Brady took the Buccaneers, which was the Succaneers last season, and <laughs> took them to the Super Bowl. So I think we know who got the shorter end of the stick on that deal. So with that being said, and let's talk about this bigger chip. I mean, my homes, everybody know my homes, if he don't win it this year, he still got, what, at the most two more in him. You know, so I wouldn't say this Super Bowl is actually a legacy defying moment for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this hasn't been the best season if you look at his health. So I ain't saying that's an excuse, but I'm saying this is not a gimme. Like this won't define his legacy, you know, Um, because as of now, he's already tired. He's already tired with Aaron Rodgers, who just got eliminated with Brady. So if you look at it from that standpoint, I would say Brady has a bigger chip because he left uh, he left Belichick. He left the Patriots, you know, which was, you know, I think where his heart still is. But he left all of that and prove a point like, I'm going to go over here to the NFC. <laughs> come over here and win my first NFC championship. I don't want all these AFC championships. I'm going to win an NFC championship this time. And I'm going to do it against another legendary quarterback. And if that's not a more of a statement season, playoff, and what's about to be a Super Bowl performance, I don't know what it is. And that's why I think Brady's going to come in there with that psycho time energy. And he's going to show this young dude <laughs> what it really instills to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So in the Super Bowl, which is not this weekend, but next weekend, um, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this. I don't have a particular score, you know, but if I had to choose, I would say it would be something close, you know. 23 27 somewhere in that range like that somewhere you know in that ballpark but i would say tampa bay is gonna win and brady <laughs> brady's gonna go down as the best quarterback of all time and that's just how it's gonna go simple moving on uh i'm not there no more but someone is so tell me about the crime rate and senseless killing in jackson mississippi
1: yeah. Um this is a subject that I want to speak on because um this week a young lady was killed. Um I'm I don't know this young lady but I know um a lot of people that I went to school with have been posting uh pictures of her and she was a mother. Um and not sure what um led to her slain, but they're saying it was over a parking space at the club, which that's ridiculous. Um, last night, uh, three people were killed, uh, two being uh, younger folks. One was a t- uh, teenager. And one was a 21-year-old. And uh, once again, um, some kind of dispute over something meaning- meaningless led to these young people use- losing their life at an early age. And I think that it's just very sad. That uh, the crime rate in Jackson is just steady going up, and it's just it's crazy that uh, these young people are losing their lives over senseless things, things that don't even really matter, Um, parking spaces, uh, you know, just regular arguments. Like that's crazy. Like it's it's not that serious to pull your gun out on somebody over that. And I take road raised like, to a new level, huh? yeah, like uh, these are people that's lo- losing their lives, they leave behind family friends, um kids, and that's sad to take away these people they they haven't even reached the age of twenty five yet and they're losing their life over something so senseless and I think young people are becoming more reckless, like people are quick to pull out a gun, and I feel like the older people like you know why pull out a gun? You could just fight about it and then, hey, after that, it's done. Like, why why you got to pull out a gun? Unless somebody is physically threatening your life.
0: Or your family. There's or no your reason.
1: family. There's no reason to pull a gun on nobody, especially over something as stupid as a parking space or shoes or whatever stupid thing that people kill somebody over. And it's just sad that Jackson is such a quote-unquote country place, but we have more killings than a place like Chicago like we're getting up there in murder rate to to be the same standards as a big city and big cities their crime rate is actually going down but yet and still people in Jackson we're still killing each other over dumb things I, I think that's like really it's crazy and you know um I feel like the young people like, we really lost our way, and we just turn into all these things that don't benefit us. Like, why can't we just walk away? Like, what do you have to prove about yourself? And that's the reason why it's just best to stay at home. Like, it's it's so sad that you can't even go simple places like gas stations or go out with your friends, you know, and without losing your life over something silly. So it, it's just like, dangerous. it just make you want to stay at home. And then it's like, even if you move somewhere else, it's always going to be crime wherever you go. But it just make you not want to stay in Jackson because we already know as a place that don't have much to offer. And of course, when in places where it's not a lot of things to do, that's when people tend to do stupid stuff because they don't have nothing else to do. And, like, that goes back to the whole thing with people stealing Deion Sanders' boom box out of his car. Like, what were you going to do with a boom box? Like, come on now. It's like, you know, people just – like, we can't have anything. And even this man coming here trying to make our football team better so that these people have an opportunity to go to the league and support their families and, you know – not stay in this same environment here. You know he
0: putting he putting he putting a lot of media attention on the HBCU and even those efforts, you know, people don't appreciate shit like that. That's the sad part.
1: Yeah, that's what's really sad. It make people not want to come here, and that's the reason why we don't have rappers and musicians and stuff like that. This this coming from Mississippi. I didn't like, even think people...
0: that. Remember, you told me you was like you know gonna try to rob him or something. You told me when we was there and I was like, I ain't saying ain't thinking, you know, Dion, you know, like, you know, it's prime time. It's when prime he first time.
1: came down here, that's what yeah. I told Jeremy. I said, best believe somebody gonna attempt to rob him. And that's why I said like I hope he would surround himself with the right people. Because people are just so stupid. And it's not even older people, it's younger people. Like what will make you think that you can rob this man and get away with it and then you're stealing something that's meaningless. Instead of you trying to steal from him, why don't you ask him, hey, man, can you give me a job? Hey, man, can you let me try out for your team? Why don't you ask him something productive? Like, nine times out of ten, the people that you're trying to steal from, they're in the same position as you. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's dumb. Like, it's mm-hmm. no reason to steal from nobody else. Everybody is out here struggling. There's no reason to take somebody else's life. what is that your mama, your sister, your cousin? Then you're ready to fight the world. But, yeah, you're going to take this young person's life and she she's a mother she has a child that now she won't be able to be a part of her child life and now her family you know they have to of course they're going to take care of their child and do what they have to but they then she's lost her mother so it's just dumb it's just senseless and like i just hope the young man. Like, you know, back in the day, y'all think y'all know what it means to be gangsters and thugs and all this. Like, if you're really a thug, a thug take care of his family. Like, y'all stupid. Y'all don't even know the real definition of gangsters and all this. And y'all perpetrating and trying to be something that you're not. Because nine times out of ten, you're just a good boy that your family probably don't understand you or you probably feel misunderstood by your family. But really, if you would talk to them, you'll probably get much
0: better in life than trying to go rob somebody or kill somebody. It's dumb. Yeah. You called it, bro. You called it months in advance. I, I ain't believe it. I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe if it's a rapper or something, you know, some shit like that, you ain't think, you know, prime time when a simple conversation could change a lot of that situation, bro. Like, ask him, you know, could you could you work for security for him or something? Or, you know, can he give you a job? Or could he give you information on how to be a successful entrepreneur? Like, there's ways around stuff that you can... It, it's public figures can give you the knowledge to get in the situation that they are, you feel me? Robbing them and taking stuff from them, you know, they spent their hard-earned money on. Like, what are you really getting out of that? Like, you feel me? They... they
1: was once in the same position as you... Everybody has a story of how their family had to come up and struggle to get to where they like everybody got the same story everybody got a hard life so instead of you just looking at the outside seeing oh this person rich and they got all this money like you don't know what it took for them to get there and instead of trying to rob and take from them why don't you ask them hey what do i need to do to get to where you at
0: well there you just look at somebody and see dollar signs because you know they famous that's how black people look at other black people, or whoever, for that matter. So it's a never-ending cycle, man. Hopefully, we we'll learn from all this senseless violence and petty crimes. You know, like, come on, now.
1: All you do is bring bad karma on yourself when you do things like that. Like, things that never work out for you, and you'll think that you're prospering. But even the Bible say, you know people that rob and kill and do all this, like vengeance is his and so you might think that you're prospering and things working out for you but eventually somebody gonna do the same thing to you karma come is. back
0: karma yeah. gonna always come back so let's segue into the next thing we're talking about so when uh, planning this episode we came in with a question you know an a, a ongoing question you know this question probably would be going on for the next hundred years and there'd be debates about this question. So, it's, can men and women be friends? Now, what's the context of this question? You talking about like two single people or and they so, both are, they both in relationships or one is in a relationship? Like, what, what's the context? Well, let's
1: tackle it from all sides since so okay. you brought up the context. Okay, so can a man and woman be friends if both of them are single?
0: yeah I think that makes it a lot easier.
1: I would agree because you know when I'm single, I have a lot of uh, male friends that I'm still cool with men that I had three brothers you know um of course, you're gonna have male friends um my brothers have friends, and over the years I've been friends with them so i I say that men and women can be friends. It's just you know can't, um, can't, can't
0: take
1: think, it out there. Yo, like Yeah, like once you decide to cross that line I think you know sometimes it messes up the friendship so and I think like I've had the situation where one of my best friends we never crossed the line and you know another friend did and like those situations they never work out Um, you know and it, it honestly just messes up the friendship and so it's best to Sometimes just keep it as friends. And as far as dating, like, of course, you want to develop that best friend relationship, you know, with the person that you're dating. So it is some scenarios where those relationships work out for people. But, like, i say eight out of ten, that don't work out when you cross that line with somebody that you've been friends with, you know, for years. And y'all decide to cross that line. Like, it's always going to end up bad some kind of way. But, I'm I flip mean, I it is those you success stories.
0: I'm going to flip it on you, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know how you say, um, before you be in a relationship, you got to build a friendship with somebody, right? Right. So, whatever you have been in, somebody's in a relationship or something, let's just say it's a guy, and he becomes friends. Like, he don't have, like, an insecure girlfriend, so he can have friends with opposite sex, and, you know, it's not... It's not nothing messing up their relationship or something like that. So what if, you know, he gets to know her as a friend, you know, he see that they connect in another way and he's caught in a dilemma between, okay, I'm already in a relationship with her, but I see some, you know, in her and we have this connection, which would broaden our relationship if we got to that point. You see what I'm saying? I would
1: suggest that, you know, First of all, when you're in a relationship, it's never okay to look outside of the relationship because if you're always thinking like, oh, I got this connection over here or, you know, I see something that could potentially be better than what I have at home, it's never going to work out. So, like, like I was window first, shop. yeah, it's like, why, why, you know, and that's the thing that most people tend to do when they're in relationships. It's like, you know, they always try to look on the outside or keep a quote-unquote person, you know, that it, they fall back plan basically. But, you know, if you want to have a successful relationship, like, you have to really put up blinders. And you should only focus on the person that you with because, you know, if you're constantly in a relationship with one person, but you're feeling like, oh, that's not the person for you or you have doubts, then, I mean, just break up with that person or you know, it's best because sometimes it can be relationships where this one relationship don't work out or whatever. And it's okay to move on, you know, and sit down with that person and tell them that, hey, you know, this is not working out for whatever reason. It's like, I always preach honesty. So, you know, tell them like, hey, this not working out versus just trying to window shop because, you know, <clears throat> of course, if you are looking. The grass always look green on the
0: other side. That's what so I'm of saying. Course- no, the, the funny part in that is, like, when people do shit like that, they look at the friend and be like, okay, they got these good qualities. But they compare them to their spouse's bad qualities. They don't line up yep. the good qualities versus the good qualities. Because if they did, they would see, like, okay, my girlfriend got way better qualities. But they line up their good qualities against that. The girlfriend bad qualities or some shit like I'm like nigga, that's yeah. not even fair type like, shit. Like
1: Like you like you say, like I think um that comparison. Uh-huh. And that's one thing that, you know, I had to kinda learn was like you can't compare the person you with to nobody that you previously been with or anything like that. Like, you know, they have to stand on their own, you know, side of the fence. Like you can't compare them to somebody else because you always gonna feel like, Oh, well this person over here, they did such and such, or such and I'm not getting this like, you always going to, like you say, look at the bad versus look at the good. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's always good to, you know, not compare and just focus on the relationship that you with. Like, you know, no window shopping. But as far as, um like, Jeremy, no, I'm the cool girlfriend. So, like, I never had a problem with um, nobody I've been in a relationship with, being friends with a female or something like that. Like, my only thing is respect. Like, you know, like, I want you to respect me the same way that I would respect you and your absence. And, you know, I have male friends and I respect their relationship. You know, like, one of my best friends, he been in a relationship with uh, his girlfriend for, I think, two years now, two or three years. And, you know, we still have our own friendship or whatever. Like, we've been friends for years. Like, I say we've been friends for about seven, eight years. No, probably about, probably about six years, six or seven years. Um, But, you know, um, and he's had relationships, you know, and we, we talk about things or whatever. But it's always the respect levels. No lines have been crossed. No, you know, I respect his girlfriend. Like, I'm not blowing his phone up, trying to talk to him and stuff like that. And I know he's trying to spend time with his about a significant other. You know, so it's always about respect. Like, you want somebody to respect your
0: relationship and you have to respect their relationship the same way. Yeah. So the so the rundown is what, um it it's work smoother when nobody's in a relationship, but when somebody's in a relationship, you know, just show respect and it can be it can be good, you know. Yeah. But either way, if some of you single or not, don't cross that boundary because then it, it kinda makes or breaks it and once that happens, you really don't have a friendship. It's more of a situationship or friend with benefits type thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, moving on, I'm going to moderating this time. How do we talk moderating. about
1: the verses?
0: That's what I'm going to. So, you watch the verses. You know.
1: Well, first, you know, um. I only seen, I seen the beginning part because that was before we started recording. So, you know, my boss, hint, hint, money gang, you know, that was last week when we was recording last week episode. My boss man told me it was time to work. So, you know, I had to mute my TV and I couldn't watch the middle part. But I caught the end of it after we finished recording. But uh, from what I saw, I was very disappointed. Like first of all, we waited a month and twenty minutes as the post kept saying. Like you know, first of all, we waited. They kept changing the like dates. Forty-five think, minutes. Um, yeah, they kept changing the dates for one because I think one of them had COVID. Uh, who was Shanti. it? Shanti. Yeah, Shanti had COVID, so they kept changing the dates because she was sick, which that's understandable, you know. And then uh afterward, um. On the episode, Keisha Cole, she uh, was late to it, but she said the reason why she was late, when she explained in the interview, was because she had problems with uh, sit-up and the music not being right and stuff like that. So she did do an interview explaining it. But let me tell y'all, Sister Girl looked like she was high as a kite when she was doing that version.
0: For clarification, can somebody zoom in and tell me what's on that table? Because people are saying AirPods yeah. and all that. I don't, know, they don't like no AirPods to me, but yeah, because somehow, you know. Duh. Yeah, they
1: did a Zoom in, and they said it kind of looked like she had some lines, you know, on the table type thing. Like, I don't know what she had going on, but yeah, she she definitely, it wasn't what I was expecting, you know. And I think all the females, who was kind of ready to sing our heart out. Like, first of all, I didn't like the way they had the music set up. Like, the music was very low. Why well, they want the same like, spot like Brandon and Monica, bro? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It was like they was in separate spots from one and then the music was low and then, you know, um they they was trying to sing over the track, which okay, we both know that y'all are musically talented. So like, yeah, we wanna hear their raw voice that y'all singing. But if y'all were just gonna sing the songs, we could have just had a concert if that's what y'all was gonna do. Like, why have the music low? And he's was like, y'all trying to sing over the tracks and stuff, like, you know. And then on top of that, they didn't even play Woman to Woman, which that's the song featuring both of them. Like, how can y'all to have perform.
0: a versus?
1: How can y'all have a versus and not play the song that both of y'all featured on together? Well, y'all did a song together. Like, I, I didn't understand that part because even Mona, Monica and Brandy, they did, you know, they song together.
0: Yeah, they ended and, it with that.
1: Yeah, they ended it with that. So it's kind of what everybody was expecting. Like, okay, we're going to get this little mashup with them and we're going to get that. But like, um, like everybody say, hands down, Ashanti won because Ashanti, she, she does have that presence. Like, she's very down to earth and she's just like the cool chick, you know. And she wasn't all hype and stuff and well you know she wasn't like doing extra like Keisha Cole Keisha is uh, is
0: who who thought Keisha Cole would win this though? Let's be honest. I mean, but I mean Keisha yeah,
1: Cole she got some, some she got good, some songs, She got
0: some good music. She got some good music, but I really don't like
1: But yeah, she she wasn't gonna win against Ashanti. Like I'm sorry y'all, but it was Ashanti an error got got ninety seats where it was just her and dry That's what I'm dropping. saying.
0: got an era where her and jaru were just killing duets
1: exactly so i mean first of all keisha cole i mean it wasn't gonna be no knockout fight but we knew she was gonna drag keisha anyway but it wasn't gonna be no knockout like keisha wasn't just gonna go down and i think that's kind of what it was like she was maybe overcompensating because she knew like you know she don't have the same songs and then um like, why every time they have a versus, they have to promote their music? Like, you know, at the end, that's when Keisha tried to hurry up and try to get them to play her song. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And you could tell, she was kind of ghetto about it. She was like, y'all not going to play my song? Y'all not going to play my song? And I thought that was very, like, I mean, like everybody
0: seen. Wow. Everybody know who Nevi is. <laughs> so, I mean, I can ghetto, I mean, that's just pretty much her bloodline.
1: I mean, yeah, but still, though, like, we didn't think, you know. I thought over the years. Did she put having a son up there? I think she did play, but like I say, I didn't watch all of it, so I I really only saw the first, the beginning, where she was late, and then I saw the ending. So, I mean, I really can't tell you what happened in the middle part, And from what I saw with just that two, it was boring enough for me to turn anyway. But the last two,
0: the last two haven't really been intriguing, unless you, I don't know. This one won't intriguing for sure. I mean, I think the Bay Area that was more intriguing for them with two short versus E forty, I mean, they both Bay Area niggas, so I think the Bay Area had a moment with that. But, eh, eh, I think they gotta do better with these verses, man. Swiss beats and Timbaland, I mean. Put some of the heavyweights in there, bro. I'm, I'm still, I'll still want to see Ti versus Ludacris. Like, I still want to see you know niggas that match up together, like or something, bro. Give me Busta Yo, Rhymes and Busta and Rhymes now they, and Now M&M they trying or to something.
1: put Usher against all these people. Like, first of all, do y'all understand that the Michael Jackson? Because we had to put B in front of his name, B Michael Jackson, before he passed. S for nobody else to perform for his 25th anniversary special but Usher Raymond. Do y'all understand what this means? Like, this man asked for Usher personally to to do his stuff, and he said that Usher was the only person that he would trust to to give this special to him. So, come on now. Y'all really want to put Usher in the same category as these other people that don't even compare to him. Like, yes, they're great artists but they don't compare to him. And then, like, putting Usher against Chris Brown, I mean, that really would be the only thing, but at the same time, it's like you putting two heavyweights. It's like, you know, Usher, like, Mike passed it on to Usher, and then Usher passed it on to Chris. So it's like, you really can't even put them against them, each other, because you know, it's just like putting Sensei against the student. Like, come on now.
0: But really, bro, like, I, like people keep talking about R. Kelly and, R. Kelly and all this shit, but Really, though, like, I think he, R. Kelly can be beat by niggas younger than him, really, though. I think them two niggas could watch R. Kelly, bro, off of a generation knowing more of them two music than R. Kelly. I mean, yeah, they parents probably heard it, but <sighs> in the eyes of these uh, dudes, Usher uh, Usher could beat uh, R. Kelly, bro.
1: Not I, uh. uh I don't know. I can't really comment on that because you know, uh, nah. musically, R. Kelly like not even putting all the other stuff in there. Just musically, R. Kelly got hits, bro. He got like, hits. Now but... you forget a whole generation was created to R. Kelly. That's what I'm like. saying.
0: Created. Like, they shout didn't hear out it. To this man. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Created. We didn't hear it like that. We heard uh, it. Bro. I did. I
1: I'm grew saying... up on R. Kelly, so I can't speak for everybody else.
0: You grew up on R. Kelly, bruh.
1: Yes. Like, bro, my daddy will tell you he played an R. Kelly 12 play, and that's how he got four kids out of it. Like my daddy would tell you this. So, you know, I, I really can't. My mama would tell you that she little R. Kelly, like, you know. Like R. Kelly, he was musically like, you know, he had the hits. And I think like the older generation. Like you say, maybe the younger people, but I can't even say that because it's a lot of young people that know our Kelly songs. And they like if they had older parents, they daddy put them on game yeah. and told them like uh-huh. like this what you play to get them girls out yeah. their pennies yeah. and all that I, type stuff.
0: I'm quite I'm quite sure it's a lot of young people that know R. Kelly, but that's another conversation. But what I'm saying is Oh wow. But what I'm saying is, um I think Usher could clean this dude. Really, I think Usher could clean this dude. And I'm just going off bar like Yeah. You know the young sensei, but I mean, I don't think R. Kelly really the godfather of this shit like people say he is. I just that's just me though.
1: I mean, he had that title before he had these indiscretions to come to light, and I think people view him differently now. But I think back in the day, like R. Kelly had been the bad. Like, okay, if we put him against.
0: Usher, somebody
1: back in the day. No, I cannot put Usher. Like I don't think you understand how much I love Usher. Maybe I'm just biased then, cause it's like really I don't know who would be a a valuable opponent to him. Like Usher will annihilate so many people. So it's like, dang, I can't really. I want him to go against somebody that's like same level as him, same hits. Like, you know, I want it to be neck and neck fight. Like, you don't know who going to win. And the only person I really could put him against is Chris Brown, but they're not even the same generation. It's like, you know, it's like the sensei against the student. So I can't, but that's the only person that I would put him up against. And even still, if it was both of them two together, I oh, think, bro. like, I would go home with that's both of them. That's what sorry.
0: I'm saying. r and B, R and b is not like that genre. Like, in hip hop, we got so many matchups we want to see. With them niggas, it's like it's limited. I mean, we're R. Kelly, Usher, Chris Brown, all this. Well, can you say it's
1: a, it's a lot of people? No, I'm
0: saying I'm gonna name the most notable: Joe, Genuine, we went Genuine, in there? yeah.
1: Johnny Gill, Johnny Gill, bro, Johnny Gill, what? Okay, okay, Johnny Gill, yeah, he he got it. Um, BBD, um. Who else you got? Like it's a lot of people in R and B. Like you just don't listen to
0: them. But R&B. I'm no, I'm saying it's a it's a lot of it's a I'm saying it's not a lot of them that got hits to those three names we just named, like Robert Ursher and Chris, bro. It's it's a lot of R and B niggas, but they don't got hits to that degree though, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's not a lot of niggas I mean, in that club. Avant. Clip. Avant. Okay. Avant. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Terrence, Avant. Tyrese he got some heat.
1: Tyrese had some hits back in the day.
0: Eh. Mm. Yeah, he did. Um. He, he got uh, he got twenty to go ahead he and head to head with him. He got twenty to go head ahead and head. Tyrese do not got twenty to go head ahead and head with them niggas, bro. No, I
1: wouldn't say twenty. Probably about
0: five. Is, he sweat though. Is that okay? Keep sweat. Yeah. See, like, bro, it's all oh, Kelly can get beat, bro. That's what I'm telling you, but like, he's not... Man, you got to un-
1: put him against some old heads, though.
0: He's not... He's, he's, he's touchable in the world. Can I say that? Would that make sense, bro?
1: Oh, my God. Really?
0: He can you be... Gotta beat. put
1: him against some old heads, like... I need some older people to tell me some people that can beat R. Kelly. That's what I need. I need some people that can tell me, like, some back in the... Okay.
0: Yeah, so obviously we had some technical difficulties, and we can thank Simone's AirPods for that. <laughs>
1: Those little sneaky things.
0: So yeah, um, where were we? Uh, you were saying uh, you need some old people to give you, some people that could line R. Kelly in the verses.
1: Yeah.
0: Some older people. Well, now I say older people. People from a different generation. Give us a list of people who would annihilate R. Kelly and versus, you know. Some people we ain't think of right then. So um I think that's uh it touching on the verses. But um so everybody know what today is, you know. It is um January twenty sixth and everybody knows, um, you know, last year we lost, you know, Kobe. And his daughter, Gigi, along with, like, three other families, you know, that were going to Gigi's basketball game. So, you know, it's been a year. And, you know, it still don't feel real, you know, kind of that, you know, bitter feeling of, you know, lost an idol before, you know. That was the first time I lost an idol and, you know, actually shed tears, you know, like somebody that I didn't know, you know. But I felt like I knew him, you know, because he had been, you know, my role model, you know, since I was like four or five years old. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, still a bitter feeling, you know, looking at this and, you know, thinking and just watching old highlights to, you know, stuff that I remember going on live. You know, memories that I remember, you know, being a basketball fan, you know, coming from a basketball family, so. That is, you know, stuff, you know, memories I never forget, reasons, I, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. And I would say, you know, my favorite Kobe Bryant moment, Um, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say uh, 2009, 2010. What was it? 2000. It's one of those years. Um, I want to say 20. 20- He played the heat and the the uh, the date of that I'll never forget it was a Friday. I was in like middle school and he hit the um he hit the game winner over Dwayne Wade, which is my guard at the time, you know, it was my birthday with December fourth on a Friday, you know, my whole thing, you know, was watching Okay. I kind like I was ready to get home and uh, watch that game, and you know, see how Kobe matched up against Dwayne Wade because you know they were my two favorite shooting guards and players at the time. So I wanted to see, you know, every time they played, it was always you know a competitive match, and I could tell that they brought the best out of each other on a competitive sense. So it was close. It was definitely a close game. You know, the Heat came back like in the third, in the third, fourth quarter, then it was pretty much a close game for the fourth quarter. Then Kobe just get the ball, takes one step and just tosses it up. and it, it, it It's a perfect buzzer beater. Like, those are some of the moments, where, like, you know, that you can't recreate. I don't think, you know, it, there's going to be plenty of buzzer beaters, you know. It's been a lot since he passed already. But the moments, it was like everybody in that building knew who was going to get the ball. And it's like they couldn't do nothing to stop what was about to happen, like that's the difference between Kobe and other guys. Like, it don't matter. And do you see memes of, like, the whole starting five trying to guard him and he's still trying to shoot the ball and that's the type of guy he was. Like, he just will wheel his, his he will put his team on his back and just will away from them to win, you know. And his daughter, Gigi, you know, it's sad in the sense that, you know, she was, she was going on to be a great basketball player and go to the NBA. She had already committed to Yukon, you know so it's just you know it's just kind of sad when you think about the whole situation and you know the families involved and Vanessa and you know so yeah um, how do you feel about this?
1: You always try to be like me or I guess we try to be like each other I was actually thinking about that I was trying to remember what year that was because that was my favorite uh, moment of his too and I want to say it was 2010 because I remember being in 10th grade and we lived um, in this house that was like um, around the corner from my mom's best friend's house. And so I remember for that game, I was actually sleeping at her best friend's house. Like uh, her best friend, her daughter, and her granddaughter. They were like ultimate Kobe fans. Like for one, my mom has always been Kobe Bryant. So it's, it's always, you know, growing up, we love the Lakers. So, it was like a kind of divided house. Like I said, I have three brothers, and they was always Heat fans. So, you know, every time we hit that matchup, it was like everybody talking noise. And it was like the boys, of course, was all Heat fans. And we was Lakers, so it was like boys against girls. And so, like I said, we was at her uh, best friend' house. And, you know, when he hit that shot, I remember her uh, best friend's sister lived probably like two streets down so, you know, everybody had been talking noise, so we couldn't wait to drive over to her sister's house. We had pajamas on with rollers in our hair and everything. And I remember jumping out the car. We went over to her friend's house. And we was talking to He was like, yeah, yeah, what you think about that? And she was mad. She was like, y'all, Kobe fans, get away from my house. And we was all beating on her nose and stuff. So, like, it was a fun moment. And I want to say it was 2010 because I remember being in 10th grade. And us uh, driving over there. And like I say, uh, we have a lot of memories from childhood. Because like I say, uh, we watched all the Kobe. We was Lakers fans to the death, you know. We watched all his games. And that's kind of when I kind of got out of basketball, Was you know, over the years. uh, He was kind of on the team by himself. And then he had those injuries. So it's kind of like the Lakers scoring it went through that period where, you know, we was losing a lot. And that's kind of when I kind of gave up on basketball because I was like, man, my team can't win. And I remember being the girl at lunch, um, debating with guys. And they used to be like, you don't know his record. And I'm like, yes, I do. Last night he scored this many points. What your dude put up? So, you know, they, they used to always think, like, like you know, I'm a little nerd and stuff. Like, how she know about basketball and all that. That was the only sport that I really was interested in. Even though I sucked playing, I could not play. Anybody would tell you that. But, like, uh, being in um, high school and, you know, sitting at the table at lunch, everybody always talked noise. Um, that was, like, mostly my ninth and tenth grade year. Oh uh, where well, we would sit in the cafeteria and talk about uh sports uh during that lunch period and we would always have those heated debates and I was like the only girl down there debating with them and they like, she <laughs> don't know nothing about no basketball and I'm like, Oh, I'm a Kobe fan. And they like, Oh, you just watch like basketball because of Kobe. Like that's how that's the only person score that you know. Who else on the team besides him? <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, that don't matter. <laughs> as long as I know Kobe stats, live all that matters. So I definitely remember this day very vividly. Uh, I remember being at work and um, I had just came back from my lunch break. And I remember um, walking in from lunch and them saying, they saying that Kobe has passed. I'm like, no, he haven't. And I'm thinking that they're lying or something, you know. And so then, you know, of course, that's not test journey. And, you know, he wasn't responding and stuff. And then after I got off work, I, um, you know, called you and stuff. And you told me you had turned your phone off because it was a very emotional moment. And I knew, like, you was real upset because there was somebody that you uh really looked up to. And I knew that you was a big Kobe fan. So definitely was a real real emotion. I still remember that day and you being sad and um, me kind of encouraging you and just telling you to uh, do a part, you know. And that's when you did the episode and
0: the bonus content.
1: You you talked about it, but you were still very upset. So definitely remember January 26th last year. And so – um that's the reason why I had posted the content again today because I remember the moment and I remember everything surrounding it. So it'll always be one of those days, you know, like certain days when people like, uh, you know, certain deaths will always affect you. Like with Michael Jackson, I still remember that day. You know, it's just certain people that...
0: Icons, that she
1: was-
0: it's kind of like, it's those deaths that kind of make the world stop. Right. Like the world stops spinning when certain, like, when that happened, you know, like, the world just kind of stopped. Like, it was a shock. When Michael Jackson, it was kind of like, the world stopped for me. Like, damn.
1: You, and, you know? And I
0: know there's people, like, in both of them situations, I know people felt bad about, you know, trying to sell articles, you know, saying, okay, well, he's a raper and all this. He's a sexual assaulter. Then, when Michael Jackson is oh, where well, he touched kids and all that. I know the people felt bad at that point because y'all just bleeded them dry with those accusations. And now, you know, they going it's like you know that's not you know some people still remember them from that that's why the whole oprah and gail jump kind of make me mad when they, they they reflecting on his past and not what he was at that time i mean he he took girl dad and made it some type of marketing tool now you feel like me? everybody knows so,
1: it in their captions now
0: yeah like so yeah like I think people need to start focusing on the past, you know, and what that person was at that time type shit. Because, you know, regardless, he gone, you feel me? But it's still that negative stuff people want to bring up and, you know, all that, which I feel is not important, you know. I mean, him and Vanessa, they still, they like they had a happy marriage. So, you know, like they was past it. I mean, or she was past it. So that's all that really
1: matters. She's still, um, even to today, you can see that she's still going through her grieving process, and she has good days, and then um she has bad days because she posted about that as well. And I can imagine how hard it is not not only losing your daughter, but you know losing your husband at the same time. Like, like you have to think about it. it's a very hard situation to be in. And then not only that, but still having your other children to raise. Like, you know you can't stop to really process it because you still have to keep going for them. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I'm saying there? Like, people don't understand how how long grieving can take. You know that process can be two years. Like Lauren London is still grieving.
1: Exactly. Like you know, so like you have to respect people's grieving process because uh, people will say, you know, oh, you just have to get over it and stuff like that. But until certain things happen to you, you will never know how long it takes. And honestly, you know, you'll still you'll still forever grieve that person because uh, it just gets, you know, a little easier with time. But my grandmother, she passed, you know, when I was in the 11th grade in 2011 and I still feel her death every day. Like I just recently had a dream, you know, and it felt like she was right there with me. It was a memory of me being in her house and her cooking. All the favorites, foods. So, you know, around certain holidays, certain birthdays, whatever the case may be, uh, certain dates, you're always going to feel the presence of that person that you miss. So, you can't tell somebody else how to grieve.
0: Nah. It's all with that person, y'all. You know? However long they need to take, you know. However long they need to take, you know. So, that's just that. I mean, it shouldn't even be up for discussion at that point. But you know, I think you know we'll get some more Bryant's, in the, uh <laughs> we'll get some more Bryant's in basketball. I know for sure with Capri. Ain't that his daughter? Uh, ain't that the baby name he just had, Capri?
1: Mm, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, yeah,
0: baby Capri. So I'm just quite sure we're gonna have some more Bryant's to uh, to grace her. Uh, a basketball court, so, but you know, this story is just, um, it's just crazy. Even still now, like you know, and a lot of people was wondering why, why, why he just ain't take a car or why they ain't take a Sprinter van to Gigi game. I mean, yeah, I think they living in L.A. too. They living in the suburb. They living in the good part where the famous people live at, and L.A. is known for traffic, mm-hmm. so. They're gonna look at him like he's an asshole. Oh, Kobe Bryant was an hour late to the game and all that, you know, which versus a fifteen minute helicopter ride, you know. So, right. That that was just his way of transportation, you know, through LA. Like he wasn't trying to get it caught in all that traffic and stuff. So, that was his normal thing to do. Like people drive cars. Like he would just call his uh his pilot up and they would move to different locations like that. So it's just you know unfortunate that you know. So sometimes, you know, people can be in plane crashes or helicopter crashes and, you know, it not being, you know, so severe. Like, a lot of people have lived plane crashes and helicopter crashes. But I think they was, you know, the fog, it was too foggy that day. And they was already high in the sky, you know. So that was just how that situation played out. One thing I don't agree about that is, you know, TMZ should have something like don't post this on social media first. If if y'all got some news, try to contact these people's family before you post this stuff on Instagram and Twitter or you all website. At least have the decency, you know, to contact the, at least try to reach out, talk to an agent, see so if you get in contact with these people's family and then give them the news before you, they have to open, unlock their phone and see something like that where it should have been somebody should have called them or somebody should have, you know. I feel like you know that's my my biggest problem with a lot of celebrity deaths these days is that the they be trying to beat people to the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blogs be trying to do too much, trying to beat they they posting the shit before the the whole family even knew, before the immediate family even knew. Like that's 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 a bit much. That's one thing I like to ch- That's one thing I definitely hate about the social media era that we live in. Yep,
1: that's even in real life, people. Uh posts on social media, you know, before it's it's given to the family. Like, you know, give it a little time first before you start making posts and stuff like that. Like you say, where we live in this social media era era where people
0: It's about clicks. It's about headline. They trying to get the most clicks, trying to make sure their article get enough clicks and just people seeing their article get the most comments and get the most reactions and that's not that's social media, that's the internet. Like you can turn that off. People can't turn their grieving process off. You feel me?
1: Yep. All
0: right. But, yeah. So, since we're talking about Kobe and Gigi, this would be the perfect segue for me to talk about what the current Lakers are doing right now. And like I said, bro, like, usually I, I won't even expect them to talk about it in Like, day. Like, you know, like, we got the best team in the league, yeah. We we clearly have the best defense in the like in the world right now as far as basketball. We got the best defense and we got a high IQ, especially bringing Marcus Gasol over. Dennis Schroeder got some more hidden gems on the bench. So it's like you know, at what point do we? I need to keep talking about these Lakers, bro. Like I wasn't even supposed to do this, but since we are doing this, um, we have a good home record, which is like a no. Our away record is only gonna keep going in the right direction. You know, LeBron definitely just scored forty six points last night. So, um, like, what else I gotta say, bro? Like I said, hey, like, what do I have to say at this point, bro? Like, everybody knows the Lakers are just gonna coast through the West again, bro. And motherfuckers might think I'm tripping what I said on Dub Podcast about Denver being the, the biggest thing, but I think Denver will be the biggest the biggest competition. And I, I said that purpose, I said that on purpose because. The Clippers are the Clippers at the end of the day, bro. They're the team in the basement that you know, you know. They're like the stepbrother, you feel me? You know, they're just like the stepbrothers. Like, you know, like the Lakers are the historic team. Like, name one historic player that's played for the Clippers. I'll give you to the end of the podcast and name it. Like, it, it, it's, it's none, you feel me? The Lake. I don't understand why there's another Los Angeles basketball team. You feel me? Like, take the Clippers out to Seattle or somewhere, build that franchise, or bring the Sonics back and just disable the Clippers completely, you know. But the Lakers are definitely the dominant team. And the reason why the Clippers are not going to get far is because if they do, it's going to be all because of Kawhi, you know, the role players. Paul George. Let me go ahead and say this right now. I'm going to go ahead and say this on record because a lot of people think I'm tripping, you know. Matt, he think I'm tripping about this statement. I'm not about to sit here and sugarcoat this, bro. And I want everybody to listen up closely and understand that I'm I'm not trolling nobody at this point. Paul George is trash, okay? He is utter trash. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this is coming from somebody who, who out in high school, yo, I was the biggest Paul George fan. But what has he done since then, since 2013, 2014? What the hell has he done? It's like he 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 didn't progress, he went the other way. You know, like, um, what else he do? He bounced around. He went from Indiana, which I feel like he should have stayed in Indiana because, you know, look at the pieces he would have had around him now. But, okay, he left Indiana, went to OKC. What happened? Westbrook became what? Did some Oscar Robertson shit, averaged a triple-double, and niggas got their ass whooped by Utah in the first round. Okay. What happened after that? Niggas still got their ass whooped. Damian Lillard hit that shot over Paul George, and they're comparing him to the Game of Thrones character. Yeah, uh they yeah, he definitely sent your punk ass home. So with that being said, but um I don't I think Paul George is trash. And do I have to talk about the season opener? I mean, okay, y'all won on the season opener, Paul George, you scored thirty points. Um, but the most blooper thing of the game is when you try to pass the ball to the referee. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, Paul George can score thirty points, but can he do that a whole series? I can do it a whole series with, you know, Ten assists, something like that, eight, nine assists. So Paul George is definitely the factor. And do I think he's gonna deliver? No, I do not, bro. I really don't. I think Paul George is utter trash and he hasn't been himself since that uh Las Vegas injury with the USA basketball training count. And he hasn't been himself. And people gonna say I'm tripping, but okay. But look at the stats year by year, bro. Look at his best look at his best year in Indiana versus now. And tell me these stats go up and down, up and down. It's like a seesaw when you look at his resume, bro. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, like, bro, I had to get this out because it's like, bro, people act like this dude is some genetic force. Like, bro, he's not, bro. And he's really not that good once you look at it. So, yeah, pandemic P. That's what we seeing. We didn't see. We definitely didn't see playoff P at all. He he shot the ball. And it hit the front of the backboard from the side, bro. So, I don't want to hear nothing else about Paul George. The Lakers are the dominant team in the West. And until they beat Denver, then we can have this conversation again. Moving on. Where are we going at next? You going to end it out with these last two things?
1: Yay. So, so Samaya's 2021 jewel today being there today is the anniversary of Kobe and Gigi. We wanted to end on for the 2020 jewel to remember that life is short and to value the people in your life while they're here, because um we've seen so many cases of uh, people passing unexpectedly, especially in our personal life, and you know even um in the public eye, uh, we've seen cases of this. And it's just, especially if 2020 taught you nothing else, it should have taught you that to value the people while they're here. Because one day somebody can be here and the next day they can be gone. And you don't want to end on a bad turn with them or, you know, end up where you weren't able to say the things that you wanted to say to them while they were here. So definitely 2020 taught me that. Life is short, and we have to value the people that value us. So, you know, text somebody in your phone today. Let them know how much they mean to you. Let them know that you care about them. Um, I know I don't reach out to everybody every day, but if somebody does cross my mind, I try to send them a message. Because I feel like, you know, if somebody crossed your mind, God did it for a reason. So when certain people come across my mind, i hurry up and text them. And I know I'm not the best texter. Well, I'm not really the phone conversation type person, but I've been trying to do better this year, and I've been trying to reach out more to my friends and family, especially people that I know care about me because, you know, I don't want it to be when I'm gone or when they're gone, you know, they regret of, oh, I wish I would have talked to someone while she was here. I wish I, wish I would have talked to so-and-so while they were here. So definitely I just want to encourage everybody to, You know, if you're on bad terms with somebody, especially if it's something petty, then, you know, go ahead and make things right. The one thing you can say is if you reached out to somebody repeatedly and you tried to make things right and uh, they don't respond back, then, hey, you did your part. But definitely put in the effort because you don't want to live with no regret. And that's my advice
0: for today. What would you say, Jeremy? I think you just I think you you summarized it up perfectly, you know. And you hit it right on the nail there. I mean, you know, you never know when exactly we're living in our, you know, last moments or days or, you know, anything could tragically happen, like, you know, with the whole helicopter situation or could be a car accident or it could be some you know, some mass shooting or some shit. I mean, you know how America is, you know. So just, you know, just value your time with your people and, you know, don't take any second moment, minute, hour, week, day, month for granted, you know.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, With you saying that, it just reminds me of my grandmother, how she would always tell me, you need to call me more because I'm not going to be here forever. And I will always tell her, like, grandma, you're going to be alive So I'm grown and married. And, you know, sometimes I think about that, and I think about how I didn't call her, you know, a lot of times. Like, she would call me, and she would tell me, Mm -hmm. like, hey, why don't you pick up the phone sometime and call me? Like, I shouldn't have to call you all the time. So that's why, you know, I try to do better with reaching out to my family. Like I said, I know I'm not perfect, and I know sometimes – uh, you know, dealing with your own issues you seem you seem to forget, but like that's something that um that I thought about um the other day, and then now that you saying that not taking moments for granted that just made remind me of her telling me that all the time too, so definitely, that's why I feel like it's good advice to give uh to the audience that if you're hearing this it's for a reason like. If you're hearing this it, is somebody out there that you know, you can reach out to them and let them know that you love them and care about them. Like, even if you have talked to them every day, you know, it's still good to hear that randomly when people send you those random messages. Like, you know, I love you because you never know when somebody needs to hear that. So uh, that's a good segue to our last segment of the day. And we want to end since we're uh being more spiritual and like I say, we do our Bible study together at night and um we found a lot of jewels. So last time I think when we talked, we told you guys we were in Job and we finished up Job. It was wonderful. Now we're in Psalms. Um, so I had like a few places that I marked in my Bible. So one scripture. I wanted to share with the audience with Psalms 4, verse 1. And it says, When I call, answer me, O my righteous God, make a way of escape for me in my distress. Show me favor and hear my prayer. Um, I like this scripture because I feel that God does provide us all with a way of escape, especially in distress. And you get that way of escape through prayer. You know, sometimes we try to figure out why we're in particular situations or why certain things are happening to us. And I think like, you know, we kind of forget that sometimes we we need to go through certain things. Like everything is not going to be roses and perfection and rainbows. Like sometimes you have to go through those dark times so that you remember um your god and you remember to call upon him and not just in bad times but you know in all times call upon him and he'll be there for you i mean the bible tells us in plenty of scriptures that oh you know turn to him in prayer and he'll always provide you with the way out so you know that's what i took from that scripture oh johnny what about you
0: Bro, like I said, bro, I mean, yeah, you feel me? I mean, it's like we be thinking the same things, and I don't want to be saying, you know, the same thing you said, but it would be in the same ballpark. But like I said, I mean, you need to be like a, you know, like a teacher, you know, <laughs> in that aspect, you know, because I feel like, you know, how you describe and, like you know, correlate the stuff that we read in scripture to, you know, modern day and, you know, I ask you sometimes what stuff mean and what this word mean and all this. And you can give, give me like a roundabout, like what that word mean or what this phrase means. And like I said, you know, so it's always good to have somebody, you know, in a relationship with you that's, you know, want to talk about, you know, uh, the Bible times versus now when you know why this is the way it is type thing. And to be able to have more, you know, a, a wide range of conversations, from stuff to you know, to life experiences, to spirit spirituality, you know, and everything in between. You know, that's why I say, you know, it's always good to do that type of stuff and talk to talk about that type of stuff with your partner. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I I think you know the scripture decipher uh, and the scripture at the end of the episode was your idea anyway that you brought to me, so. I think that's something we need to do, you know, like every other episode or you know something like that, just to keep the, you know, that feeling going.
1: That spiritual jewel, you know.
0: Yep. And like that, that's that's the episode, episode ninety four, nice Birdie episode. Yeah, episode ninety four, season three. We still going strong. This haven't. No episode has been flat, you know. I told y'all season three I was coming with a purpose. I was coming like I never came before pause. And, you know, I told you, g I'm up on like I'm on a four peat right now. This is a four peat. Like this is like my fourth championship ring. You feel me? Like I told y'all it was gonna be no flat episodes. It was gonna be something different. And I'm I'm kicking it to y'all each week, giving y'all something different. I'm giving you a new aspect. You talking about a wider range of things just than the regular sports hip hop thing that I've been doing myself so like I said season 3 episode 95 and you know bro we we creeping up on this episode 100 man so everybody look out I'm telling you this is going to be something big that you've never heard in a podcast before so I like that episode 94 in the books episode 95 on the way Anything else you want to say?
1: Peace, love, and hair grease.
0: Whatever that means, okay. <laughs> we clocking out, you know, Monday Day podcast. You already know.
1: Yeah, yeah.